What up, Blaze? It's BKR, the Baker Man. Just wanted to take a minute to say congratulations on 100 episodes, bro. I've been uh, listening from day one. You know, I've been following you along on your journey. I appreciate all the support you've always given me. And I just wanted to say congratulations, and I'm looking forward to listening to the next 100. All right, man. Peace. Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 100. I am your host, Alejandro Oveda. Thank you for pushing play. I am so glad you're here to celebrate a huge milestone for the podcast. We reached triple digits, and I can't believe it myself, but I owe all this to you. You are the reason I keep doing this podcast. Seeing the support and all the camaraderie, you know, we're about to hit two-year anniversary. This is the 100th episode and we have over 400, no, 4,000 people who have tuned in throughout this period of time. And looking back, seeing how we've uh, really come about has really astonished me. You know, it's proven to me that a little hard work and some perseverance, you can really do uh, what makes you happy. And I met, you know, so many new people throughout this uh, process, uh, this endeavor, and I cannot wait to meet tons more people, you know. Uh, this podcast has really brought a spark into my life. Uh, and it feels like it's getting stronger each week, you know. It's because of you each episode after the next. Uh, it wouldn't exist without, you know, your support. And also uh, my family's support, you know, who always will continue to support me. You know, I understand now what it means to have a, a real solid team behind your product. And, you know, I may be the only one on the microphone, but, you know, there's a lot of people behind the scenes that I also uh, de deserve that recognition. So I really dedicate this 100th episode to my family, you know, for being the rock that I need and also the motivation to keep moving. Uh, there has been times through this process that I really felt like I couldn't do it. Uh, that I felt like I should quit or stop trying. And those were times uh, that my family really did not allow uh, me to believe uh, that I could not do this. You know, I, I set out to do this. Uh, I'm here to do this. And I realized I'm not alone in this journey. Uh, they're also here with me. So I thank you uh, for supporting the podcast. And I hope that we can continue uh, to gain more support throughout the future. Uh, but before I get into uh, this week's podcast, I just want to recap what we did over the week. You know, we had a huge week for the podcast. Uh, really spent the week finishing up my quarantine at home with my wife. It was a long, long process for the quarantine. And people that have been going through the quarantine a lot longer than I have uh, which would be 14 days. I was only in quarantine for 10. Uh, I really I really feel sorry for those people and the people that have lingering effects of the COVID-19 that will not allow them to go back to work. You know, I feel bad for those people as well. Uh, but you guys got to keep on staying safe, got to keep on uh, your social distancing. Uh, this week, we have been practicing a lot of social distancing, especially uh, getting prepared for the podcast, uh, being out and about. We went out to uh, Bass Lake early uh, this week. 
didn't catch any fish, haven't caught a fish yet. Uh, still empty-handed every time I've been to the, to the lake. But 2021, I feel like it's going to be that year for uh, for us to really get out there, catch some fish, uh, enjoy w what this uh, world has uh, to offer. I know for for uh, my wife and I, we're, we want to get out uh, a lot more, especially when it starts getting a lot nicer outside. Um, but r really, this week was about uh, episode 100. Uh, get get prepared for this podcast. Really try to get the the content that I really wanted to portray to you guys exactly uh, the the position we're taking after uh, the after this 100th episode. We're gonna really uh, tune into this podcast and really try to find a niche that that will uh, not only. Uh, allow people to gravitate towards it a lot easier, but also uh, a little bit more easier to listen to. Uh, but this, uh, during the week, we also got prepared for Blaze Talks number four, which I was super excited about. Uh, the podcast was able to sit down with executive chef Robert Ortiz and also chef uh, Robert Vienna, which they did a pop-up dinner to celebrate episode 100. Uh, but we also got to sit down and talk about uh, their plans for 2021 and also uh, maybe some of the plans that uh, we we set forth after, uh, you know, sitting down. It was an amazing talk. I hope you guys will enjoy it. Uh, here's a couple of sound bites uh, to listen to. That's the whole, that's why I love uh, pop-up cooking in general, man. We one of my favorite uh, chefs, Argentinian cat, Francis Malman, and a uh, Michelin star chef, badass cat, but his whole philosophy is cooking anywhere at any time. You know, taking your equipment, pulling up, could be on the top of a hill watching the sunset, they put out the table, you know, guests that pay for the reservation, they pull up, they have a fucking epic dinner. And his whole thing about, um, besides cooking anywhere at any time, he has a really, like, badass raw fire technique where Instead of having gas, we're cooking under like, he has hot wood coals going over to get the plancha going and constantly moving things to battle. So it's always constantly watching the fire, watching your movements, controlling your heat, mastering your heat. That's the fucking, his whole thing. So that's pretty dope, man. I really take those, uh, that style and just integrate it with shit I like to do. And me and Robert, we work great together. So we just, uh, we pull up, throw down and have fun. Cheers to you guys and thank you guys for coming and, and cooking for us, man. Like, I don't have to tell him much. Like, even on like, day, I mean, we, we did it like almost every Wednesday so far. But every Wednesday, we'll get together, we'll go to my house, and we'll just throw something on the grill, no matter what it is. Uh, there's a little meat market right down the street from my house, so we'll go in there, we'll pick a couple of things out, and then we'll just throw a bunch of shit down on the grill. Uh, Rob has a versatile background in a lot of Southern American cooking. Wow. Uh, I'm a third generation chef, so all I've ever done is cook my whole life. Yeah. I've never done anything else, so like, I like to reach out the spectrum. Uh, lately, I've been into like a lot of Thai food. Just because like, I flavors. love that heat, that sour, yeah. that salty, kind of stinky-ish, you know, like, I love yeah. that aspect. So I've been digging into that a lot lately. Um, but any place that we get, that anybody who, who offers us an available spot to come out and hang out and cook, we're there, man. Like, we don't ask any questions. We're like, all right, cool, we'll show up. Give us the location. We're there, man. Well, I appreciate you guys doing that for the blaze, man. It's uh, This oh, is yeah. a, big, a big thing for us here, you know, having you guys doing this. And we'll be celebrating, like, a yeah, episode 100. Yeah. So you guys are helping us out tremendously by doing this.
what we're trying to do is like influence the scene of culinary back into Fresno. Like Fresno has this huge reputation of just steak and potatoes type of deal. And, and a lot of food. Exactly, and a lot of food. A lot of food. So we're trying to change that image of like, yeah, I can still be steak and potatoes, but we're gonna take it to a higher quality. We're gonna make it better, we're gonna make it cooler. And also just keeping that energy there, you know? Like, Definitely. Like, so we hung out with Wu Tangzi, we hung out on his pad, cooking with him and all that, and it was just like the energy was there, flowing. They were playing chess. Well, when you guys were sharing that <laughs> yeah. same energy. They were energy. playing chess while they were cooking. Yeah. Like, it was like so bad. Going on it was like fun going So little things like that, you know, we just, we're pushing, man. We're really trying to push for something new in town. When I first started, everything was barely like, you know, it, we were still pushing the boundaries of, you know, like gourmet food trucks and shit. People wanted to do other things. Um, that I sold my truck in 2018, so right when I left, things started jumping off. Fucking downtown revitalized, so I'm in another country watching it all go down. Oh, 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 I felt like I really left my city unattended, man. So I was like, you know what? When I get back, you know, leave a mark, down, right? Just hit them hard, man. Have fun. So, and ever since then, it's been a, it's been a good grind. You know, like I said, when we get together, we just have fun and good things happen for us. You know, at Fresno in general, it's more like. It's a fast food city. It's like a market chain. So competing with the next fucking double burger that comes out from Wendy's, it's all the same shit. If you want to taste quality, you're gonna come through. That's getting handmade food. So, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are that are pushing the boundaries as well. You know, besides ourselves. So, you know, the community's growing, man. And uh, we wanted to fucking do our best to create an example and raise the bar, so others will follow. You know, we start shining not so much as a new trend, but just. Yeah, having fun, man. We're having what? fun doing what Recently, me and Rob also kind of started a group, and I guess you could call it like a chef support group, if you will, uh, but we call it the Culinary Connection or the Culinary Connect. So basically what we do is we, uh, are, you know, our friends that are in the industry or anybody who's in the industry that needs help with something. So, you know, for instance, if a, if a friend of ours calls us and say, hey, we need to, we need a flat top. We have a catering setup tonight and we don't have a flat top. We'll use our resources to help them. Uh, we need some tables, we need some chairs. Whatever resources we have, we pass it along to them. The best part is like, we're not charging anybody anything. We just want it to be like one big support group. Right. Everybody's here to help each other. And if we can all look good and studs at the end of the day, then hey, why not? You yeah. know, like, everybody wins. What we're trying to do is create the culture of, you know, people can help each other, especially during this pandemic. You know, we're all here to help each other. Why not support each other in the culinary aspect as well? You know? Right. If you're a chef and your restaurant's struggling and you need cooks, we can help you source some chefs who need work right now right. because people are out of work, you know? Tons of people, man. People are starting to say, like, everything's closed. We can't have any fun anymore. What's left? What's left is for us to enjoy each other. So whether we're coming to Blaze's house or coming to do the Blade podcast or we're coming to hang out with Robert or we're hanging out with Wu we're all there to support each other. And it's like, everybody wants that trend of, like, let's bring it back together again. Right. Know? Like, let's... And you're right, like, it's starting to get a little bit bigger and better because people are like, hey, you know, we don't have nothing else to do. Let's hang out. Let's have a good time. Let's all cook. Let's bring it back together. And for us, it's not its not like a full-time job of, like, we're stressed out cooks. Like, we're yeah. chefs that enjoy what we're doing. Right. You know? Like, we want to make it fun. We want to we wanna be happy at what we're doing. You know, it's not just, oh, it's a 9 to 5, i got to go to work. Exactly. Like, this is what we do, you know? Well, the, the, this is a great choice. I Just by the smell that I'm getting right now, I'm yeah. telling you guys, you guys are definitely doing a, a great job. I haven't fished since I was a kid. And I had some buddies who were avid fishermen. They go out every weekend. And they kind of got me tied into it. We were like, hey, let's go fishing. Shout out to Uncle Sam, by the way. Uncle Sam Fireman. Shout out to him. But he'll call me up and be like, let's go fishing. I'll get up early in the morning, pack my bag up, and we'll just be out there drinking beers, enjoying the day. 
If we catch something, we catch them. If we don't, we caught a buzz at least. Right. You know? <laughs> you never lose. You never lose. Yeah. But it's been really cool lately, especially you know, fresh striper, straight out. Of, I mean, I think we caught some at Pine Flat, and it's just fresh from our backyard. You know, you, sometimes you, you miss those little things that like we're in the breadbasket of America. Yeah. You know, we have everything accessible to us from nuts to berries to livestock to everything. You know, it's here for us. And I think more people should utilize it, you know? Definitely, stop, definitely. Stop abusing it, you know, and use it. Don't abuse it, use it. <laughs> right now, what's on the grill, we have a nice choice of 80-20 cut beef. So 80% uh, beef, well, meat, 20% fat, it's good content. Perfect for burgers in my world. Um, we have some nice red onions that have been just hit on the plancha, hit it with a little bit of oil, and they're slowly caramelizing as they're going, cooking, having a good time. Uh, we have some nice bacon straight from the, the carniceria. So whatever, straight from uh, the pork belly they had, they sliced them themselves. Really nice cuts. Keep it very simple. We also have some uh, linguine sauces that Chef threw down. We'll make a little something out of it. That'd be like a little on-the-fly special. And uh, once everything's nice to where it's supposed to be, Get all these uh, burgers lined up. We're gonna get them wrapped up in a tortilla, hit it with a nice chipotle aioli, fry an egg, throw it on there, and call it a day, man. We'll have some good food. Yeah, I think what I was thinking with the sausage and the linguisa was just kind of finger foods, you know, like something to pick at while we're snacks. talking. Right. Yeah, you know, just some little snackies. I uh, shaved a potato on there just for ahas. I mean, we can make a brown hash brown and right. make a little crunch factor for some of this. You know, that's, that's, that's what cooking's about, you know, it's textures and. Contrast, colors, it's, it's art essentially, you know? Um, I'm all about colors. Yeah, man. for anybody who thinks I'm that cooking guy. is not an art, they're mistakenly wrong because it is all about color, contrast, texture, um, all in one. So I have another um, style that I use it where I cook it raw and cook it in lime juice, solely lime juice. So in Peru, it's called salsa criolla and it's eaten with ceviche, it's eaten with paparellanas, like fried mashed, like fried potatoes mm -hmm. type deal. It's very versatile. And basically you just julienne, cut, very, very thinly sliced red onions, and get a nice, uh, maybe a lime, lime and a half, squeeze all that juice in there, and mix it up. Maybe chop some cilantro, throw it in there for color, and you'll see the difference, man. That's fucking amazing. You'll be like, all right. For those that don't like onions, you'll try a pickled onion, and you'll, it'll just be like, wow, it totally changes the whole flavor, man. It's right. really good stuff. So red onions, I work with a lot. You'll see me cooking in my style with more than red, and it really depends on like what cuisine that we're cooking. If we're doing Mexico, I mean, hell, I you know if you're making a pozole, you want to use a white because right. there's just more aspects to it. So everyone has their own job. For me, Taste Kitchen really opened my eyes to those yeah, pickled red onions. It's really good because they're doing it crazy good. And like when you have it on a taco, it's a whole different it's a whole different realm because you're not thinking about that. You're so used to your traditional taco, yeah. with cilantro and cabbage and this or that, you know, and salsa, but they took it to kind of a different round. So shots out to Taste Kitchen. Chef Martin gets down. Man, I love you, Chef Martin. Martin. Hell yeah. Now, everybody that's out there having fun, trying to push for a difference, that's what we fuck with, you know? That's where we're trying to, like, we're trying to get everybody on board, you know? This is more than just a taco town. We have chefs that are really out here. Robert had this great idea. He's like, hey, we're going to come up with chef battles. And I was like, hell, that's a fucking great idea. It so is. we got together, we put our minds together, got drunk and figured it out. And so we started hosting live chef battles out of his backyard. We got Full Circle involved to like sponsor us for beer, took us up a keg. So you can go a little bit of butter. This is done with just a little bit of uh, oil. All that heat is gonna caramelize itself because these onions in general, they're sweeter. You know, the white onion, every onion has like their own 
special job to do. But uh, the, the red one, toss in a salad, eat them raw, you know, grill them down. They're really sweet. I like them more. Like it was just this full-on concept and literally just two local chefs battling it out, going head-to-head -head, um, for bragging rights. Wow. You know, like who, who's the top dog chef, you know? So now we're gonna have this in uh, hopefully November or October, November. Uh, we're gonna have a full-on chef battle out out of uh, Grizzly Stadium. Oh man! So we'll have 20 plus chefs going head to head. Uh, Full Circle is uh, gonna be our sponsor for the beer. Uh, we have a bunch of local vendors like J J and D and uh, Saladinos, uh, fresh quality produce. All these people who want to participate now. So it literally turned it from this really small gala kind of a small event to this huge event now. And we're gonna be the guys that have to run the event, if right. you will. You know, we have to make sure all the chefs have everything they need. And um, when you start throwing an event like that, you really don't think about the small things like parking, you know? Mm -hmm. Parking to, uh, we talked about doing like the VIP booths where you can buy out the VIP booth for the night and we'll have the runners run up food to you and we'll have them bring up beer to you and all that. And you just get to lounge and hang out. Again, once the city opens back up again, we have a lot of cool things, a lot of exciting things for them. and. Uh, I think they're going to be really happy with what we're going to do for this. this oh yeah, the culture is definitely alive and well. And again, once the pandemic's gone, then people will really see for what it's worth. And, you know, everybody who stuck around and stuck with it will really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. right? Now I would like to talk about the iconic and beloved Rainbow Ballroom, which will soon start a new journey. Now that it is, it is up for sale. The people operating the building are calling it quits and retiring after serving guests for three decades. It has been rough on the operators during the pandemic, and as many businesses in Fresno are seemingly shutting down due to tight restrictions from our state and local go governments. Uh, they have to pay the bills, and they felt they needed to explore the option to sell uh, the iconic building, which encases a dance floor, a kitchen, offices, inside of a 18,000 square foot building. Uh, this building was built as a pool at one time, uh, and it was, and it at one time was the biggest uh, pool on the West Coast. Uh, but as the, the building turned into a ballroom in the mid 20s, uh, and stayed that way ever since, the rainbow was known for its music, and it served to many famous artists. You know, my parents have told me many stories about the rainbow ballroom and how uh, many people met, and I've heard these stories uh, since back in the day. Uh, but this is not only a historical uh, site, it's also a nostalgic site in so many ways. You know, I've seen so many, uh, so many political views about uh, what should be done with this building, as I know that a church has been interested in purchasing the building. Uh, but I have been hearing that there's been backlash. So I just hope that whoever purchases uh, the Rainbow Ballroom embraces it and embraces the history that it embellishes. Uh, but now that we're talking about local, let's talk about a, a local artist that I uh, actually fell upon uh, this week, which I was lucky to have uh, had this artist post on my Blaze Podcast Facebook page. And I hope more people take advantage of posting their music or other people's music on the page. Uh, but after watching the video uh, from Littles having no face for the points, Buster Freestyle, he was actually doing a contest, giving away uh, $200. Uh, but I wanted to see 
exactly what Littles was offering uh, to the music community in Fresno. So this week I reviewed his newest project, Ambush. And my favorite songs off this al album are Late Night, To The Money, Get It Clear, and Bang Bang, which actually features features local artist Paisagot. Uh This local artist has been making noise in town and to me has been making that nostalgic hyphy sound. When listening to this project, it took me back to my high school days of partying and gigging on the weekends. And, you know, I'm glad that uh, some artists are still keeping this type of music alive. You know, his beats are super dope and they keep you bouncing. So make sure you check out Littles and his newest project, Ambush, on all your streaming services. But while we're talking about local, let's talk about Fresno State basketball, who are seventh in the Mountain West Conference with a record of five and six. The Dogs have been on a three-game losing streak, first losing to Nevada last week, 57-73 to in the first game, which forward number 10, Orlando Robinson, scored 15 points, six rebounds in 35 minutes. And then they lost the second game, 65-79, to which forward number 10, Orlando Robertson, scored 15 points, 8 rebounds in 31 minutes. And the Dogs took their third L this week versus Boise State, 51-73, uh, to also led by number 10, Orlando Robinson. And the Dogs will finish their road series with Boise State tomorrow. Uh, and our Fresno State women's basketball, who are fourth in the Mountain West Conference with a 4-2 record. The Dogs moved up in the Mountain West after beating Nevada over their two-game series last week. Beating Nevada Wolfpack 70-78 in their first game, led by number one Haley Cavender, who scored 30 points and was 11-12 out of 12 at the free throw line in 38 minutes. They defeated Nevada in their second game, 75-61, led by twin sister number zero Hannah Cavender, scoring 21 points. And the Lady Dogs will match up against Boise State Broncos at home today, January 21st, and Saturday, January 23rd. Uh, and also, Haley Cavender was named Mountain West Conference uh, Women's Basketball Player of the Week, and this is actually the second time earning it this this uh, season. But now let's talk about our, our uh, professional hockey team, Fresno Monsters, who are first in the Pacific Division with a record of 15-5-0. and zero. Uh, The Monsters took the ice last week, defeating Anaheim Avalanche at home over the weekend. They won 4-2 in the first game and then dominated 7-1 in the second game. The Monsters won't take the ice until next Thursday in another uh, weekend face-off versus the Anaheim Avalanche. Now let's talk about the NFL. And last week we saw some great football in the divisional round. We saw Aaron Rodgers and the Devontae Adams put on a great performance, which ousted the Rams out of the playoffs. Then we saw the Bills take over, the, over a game versus the Ravens, which I think is making it look easy for the Bills to advance to the AFC Championship game. Uh, the, the Chiefs just passed the Browns as Mahomes left the game and put QB Chad Haney taking the snaps. Then we saw a great NFC South showdown, the Buccaneers versus Saints, which the real matchup to me was Brady versus Breeze. And that remained the storyline as we see Brady in the NFC Championship and probably see um, Drew, Brees, Drew Brees' last game 
after many speculate his retirement after the loss of the conference championship on Sunday. Um, but now that now that we're here in the conference uh, championship Sunday, uh, make sure you, you guys are watching these games. We got the Buccaneers versus the Packers and the Bills versus the Chiefs. And now for my favorite segment, Beer of the Week. Uh, this week I wanted to drink something very nice uh, for the podcast. So I ended up popping the Sangre Sangrada from Border X Brewing out of San Diego, California, which drinks at a 11% ABV and is brewed with hibiscus blossoms and agave. Uh, this beer is the uh, Border X's seventh anniversary uh, blood saison, uh, which which signifies uh, craft culture and community. This beer is very interesting as the front end of the beer is real fruity with traces of cherry, stone fruit, and hibiscus with a touch of vanilla that I think comes from the oak barrels. Uh, then the back end, I get a nice funk with berry and nice tones of vanilla. And then the lime gives it a nice tartness that dis- dissipates. You know, I've tried most of Border X's beers, and this one has to be the most unique. I was glad to be able to try this beer, which was gifted from my dad. And you, can, you can't really find any Border X uh, locally, uh, but I urge you to go visit the brewery in the historical Logan Heights area uh, and is known for Chicano Park. You know, this brewery has food and before the pandemic offered awesome music. So if you're in the San Diego area, make sure you check out Border X Brewing. But I want to thank you guys again for pushing play. You know, this podcast is at 100 episodes. We are now on another wave for another 100 episodes. So I hope you guys are tagging along. Make sure you guys are following along. And make sure you guys are sharing the podcast with people who may be interested or people who may not heard of the Blaze Podcast, which is your local podcast that can be found on all your streaming services. Uh, But I do want to tell you guys that we do have a hat still for sale. Uh, $25 to get a hat, uh, especially right now with the 100th episode. I hope you guys get your hat. Uh, we are coming up with more ideas for the podcast as week by week we, we keep on getting bigger, keep on getting stronger, and I hope you guys uh, are just enjoying the content. But with the 100 episodes down, I got to tell you that we are ready for more episodes, and I'm hoping uh, to have a lot more content within this year. But as always, make sure you guys are supporting all your local businesses, all your local artists, and all your local podcasts. I'm Alejandro Oveda, signing off episode 100.